2: Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
3: In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks.
1: Now, before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents The Daily Ticker, where dirt and spray visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with dirt and spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach.
3: We have Daily Ticker time here on a Tuesday brought to you the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born to the beach online at pelicanbrewing.com. Excited for our guest today to talk a little NFL, one of our favorites, Sam Monson a Pro Football Focus. He is the lead analyst at Pro Football Focus, and he is the host of the Pro Football Focus NFL podcast. Sam, good morning to you, man. I got to start last night in Monday Night Football. I am a a beaten down Patriots gambler. I took the Pats last night, minus the seven and a half. Can you explain to me how Chicago found an offense and how that game turned out the way that it did?
1: Nope, Uh, and nobody else can either. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um, Look, every now and again, this is the NFL, that, that tired old cliche of any given Sunday or Monday night as it happens. There's something to that, and every single year there are some games that make no sense whatsoever, and yet the result goes that way, and that was one of them. Like This Chicago team had no business showing up and finding any kind of semblance of offense based off what we've seen from them. In the past few weeks and even Justin Fields, same kind of story. Didn't do a whole lot as a passer, found his groove running the ball, but this is not a surprise. It it shouldn't have happened given the the Bill Belichick ability to craft defense and knowing that that was coming. So, yeah, it didn't, didn't make a whole lot of sense.
4: Uh, Sam, if I if I went back a couple months and I showed you the future, Sam Monson's reaction to what he's seeing with Russell Wilson and conversely what he's seeing with Geno Smith is what?
1: The Geno Smith thing I think is more surprising to me. Uh, the fact that Geno Smith isn't just playing viable football but looks like a legitimate Pro Bowl caliber quarterback right now is fairly wild. You know, he is... Uh, right now one of the top graded quarterbacks at PFF. I think he's still got a top five grade at this point in the season. There's nothing in his career that says that he belongs at that level previously, you know, absolutely out of the blue. Even the people that said that Geno Smith could be a viable starting quarterback were not kind of predicting this kind of performance. So that I think is completely crazy. Russell Wilson, I think there were some signs that this could be a problem. Now it's been a bigger problem than than people thought it might be, even the people – saying tap the brakes on the Russell Wilson hype thing. Um, There are some issues with the way Russell Wilson plays the game and how easy it is to craft an offense around that to make it function and make it go really well. Um, And that's why, you know, this let Russ cook thing and, and a lot, Pete Carroll took a lot of blame for how badly things had gone over the last year or so. You know, this came from somewhere and it's because, of the issues that Russell Wilson brings to the table given the style of play he has. Now I think on top of that, he's not been physically 100%. I think Nathaniel Hackett hasn't been doing a great job as coach. And then I think the extra thing on top of all of that is the league has shifted when it comes to playing defense with all this too high coverage shells and all that kind of stuff to exactly the type of game plan that has always given Russell Wilson his biggest problems. So that's, Instead of pouring gas on this fire and making everything worse.
4: Interesting. Sam, can I ask you one quick thing on Gino? Um, is this sustainable? Is this like something you have to reevaluate in terms of like, hey, did he figure this out? Is this a, a Drew Brees, Sean Payton thing? He's found the right offense for his skill set, and here we go. Like, how would you gauge the future with Gino?
1: Yeah, I don't see anything in his play right now that says that this is completely unsustainable and it's just a freak of high variance play and he's getting lucky, you know, which you see sometimes with quarterbacks. They're playing at a completely unsustainable level, and you can see it in the numbers, you know, like crazy performance on third down, um, crazy performance in high leverage situations, which you have to give them credit for, but those things don't tend to, to keep going long term. This is the case with Carson Wentz back in 2017. When he had that MVP caliber season, all the data said that that was just an unrealistic expectation going forward. It was based off these high leverage, third and long type of plays, which he just kept hitting time after time after time. And there's no way a quarterback keeps going with that long term. This is just good play by Geno Smith. Like he's not – unsustainably relying on high leverage plays he's just out there balling and and doing a really good job so you know obviously it's still relatively small sample size seven games and and anything can happen in that kind of stretch but it's it's getting to be the point where it's tough to see it completely going back in the shell and, and him becoming a different player i think the guy we're seeing right now is for real
3: we're talking with Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus. He's the lead analyst at Pro Football Focus, and you can check out the PFF NFL podcast. Uh, sticking with Seattle and in the NFC, they're, they're in first place in the NFC West, just like we all predicted seven weeks into the season. When, when you look at the rest of the NFC picture, though, who does Sam Monson think are the four best teams in the NFC? And if you had to place a bet right now on the team you trust the most to win the NFC and represent the conference in the Super Bowl, who is that team?
1: Yeah, I think Philadelphia is obviously the class of the NFC. I I thought that they they were my pick for the Super Bowl coming out of the NFC before the season. I had Buffalo and and Philadelphia. So I'm sticking with that as long as they look good and as long as nobody else really does. Um, And I think that's kind of the case. Like the Eagles are the class of the NFC, and there's a big gap to anybody else. I think the Giants are kind of fool's gold despite the 6-1 record. I think the Vikings are in the same kind of boat, and they seem to be thinking that way as well when you hear them talk about their season so far, the team that I think has the best shot of being legitimate outside of Philadelphia, is Dallas, Um, they've done a really good job of of winning games without Dak Prescott. That defense is really, really formidable, um, particularly when it comes to generating pressure and creating some ill-advised passes so that guys like Trayvon Diggs can pick, pick off, you know, passes that shouldn't have been thrown in the first place. Like, Dallas, I think, is second right now in terms of pressure rate in the league. But they blitz, they create stunts up front, like they get creative and cause problems in a way a lot of other teams don't. So with Dak Prescott back, if he gets back to like 100% his top play, I think the Cowboys are maybe the one team in the NFC right now that can rival Philadelphia.
4: Uh, A team lying in the weeds that nobody's talking about enough that you think could, by the end of the year, maybe get a lot more attention is who?
1: um I, I mean in the nfc i think you have to look at the sort of the teams that everybody's writing off you know tampa bay are three and four green bay are three and four i don't think either of those teams are terminally in trouble um green bay maybe need to make a move before the trade deadline try and find a true number one receiver that Rodgers can trust but tampa bay the talent is there the personnel is there it's just not working right now and the good news for them is that, that division is not good and three and four still has them you know right at the top of that division and, and it's going to be very very difficult for them not to be in the playoff picture which gives them the entire season to figure out what's going on and how to fix it uh, which you would kind of bank on with Tom Brady at quarterback you know he's seen everything he understands you know where all the problems are I would imagine that the Bucs can get back on track by the end of the year and then if they make the playoffs they're still a very very dangerous side mm.
3: Uh, looking at the quarterback position in the NFL, we had one guy get benched yesterday. I'm just curious, your reaction to Matt Ryan uh, getting getting sat down in Indy. Sam Ellinger is the guy now. And is this is this a sign of just we're going towards teams one, guys who can move a little bit because we all know Matt Ryan's a tree back there and he can't, and Ellinger can move around a little bit.
1: I, I think it's a sign specifically that the Colts need that. I mean, that offensive line is horrendous and has been all season long. It's going to rank number 32 in PFF's offensive line rankings this week. Um, it's been the bottom two the last few weeks, it's completely fallen apart. Um, and Matt Ryan does need an offensive line in front of him. So I, I, it's a tough break for Matt Ryan. He isn't playing well, but I don't think it's his fault. I think he's just been put behind a terrible offensive line. at His age, that's not going to fly. So I don't know that Sam Ellinger is necessarily a, a guy you would bank on to turn it around, but he does have that mobility and he can try and make something happen while he's under pressure. And I think the Colts have just realized that it's not going to work with Matt Ryan, a quarterback with this offensive line. So try something else. You know, even if that's something else doesn't have a huge uh, chance of panning out for you.
4: How surprising it's been, a. it's kind of been the season of dogs, Sam, like this weekend, for example, six dogs covered five, one outright. And that seems to kind of be a theme every week. We're like, how did this team beat that team and not cover a number what, what's been the most surprising part of this season for you?
1: Yeah, it has. It's been a very strange season so far. Um, there's a lot of kind of surprising teams that have showed up a lot better. There's a lot of teams that have been showing up a lot worse than we expected. I think we're seeing, outside of three teams maybe, Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, just the, the sort of strength of parity in the NFL. I, there's no truly terrible team, and, and there's only three very good teams and everybody in the middle can kind of beat each other in any given week.
3: Yeah, I'm, I, as I started the interview, Sam, I'm down bad from last night. You got any bets you like this weekend?
1: <laughs> 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 Look, this is not the way this works. I'm not your, uh, your betting <laughs> self-help guy here. Help me
4: out, yeah, he, it, Sam. You don't have to give him the <laughs> advice. He is down bad though. He's he's not doing well. That game pissed him off last night.
1: I I would imagine that pissed a lot of people off last night. That game was, it made no sense to anybody.
4: (laughs) It it didn't make any sense. Hey, uh, our our producer Swag texted us in our group chat, and he said, like, this is clearly a Buffalo-Kansas City AFC championship game. And I responded with a couple teams that, like, I'm not confident, but, like, I would, you know, Bengals, maybe the Ravens, maybe the Dolphins, if they can stay healthy here. Is there there anybody for you, or are you like Swag, where you're just kind of, it's a Kansas City-Buffalo AFC title game for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, that's the game you would pick, right? If you're taking that game versus the field, I think you probably still bank on that ending up as the AFC title game. But you're right, there are spoilers in there that can can make a mess of it. Like Miami, I think, could definitely cause problems and mm-hmm. force their way into that picture. I think you're right, Cincinnati has the ability to do that. I mean, we saw last year when they beat the Chiefs, they can go on that kind of run and in any given game can can cause an upset. Baltimore is probably one of them. Cleveland as well, like they're in trouble Um, record wise, they're, they're struggling, but if they can just hang on into that picture and Deshaun Watson comes back and potentially transforms the the kind of output that the Browns can have, the Browns could still be alive late in the season. Uh,
4: what would you, what would you tell duck fans who are rooting for Justin Herbert to be, you know, a great quarterback this year and have a breakout year and get to the playoffs? They're technically in it right now, but. They they seem to be floundering. I have a stupid theory that you would laugh at. I think if you have a quarterback like Herbert, you should go offensive minded coach. They have Staley. I'm curious what you make of the Chargers situation.
1: Yeah, Herbert isn't playing his best football right now. The Chargers they seem to be perennially cursed in terms of injuries and losing key players at important positions. We're seeing that again. I mean JC Jackson was one of their big offseason acquisitions, hadn't been playing well in a, a new role in a new kind of system playing a lot of off coverage and zones, they finally start giving him more press man and he, he ruins his knee, he dislocates his kneecap and, and he's going to be done for a while. Obviously Joey Bosa has been down as well. Rayshon Slater, the left tackle, like they've just been losing these critical key players all the way through the season. And it's, it's been tough. So I think the chargers, they're going to hang around. They're good. They're going to be in the playoff contention, but with those players that they've lost, it's going to be tough to see them really hang with teams like the Chiefs and like the Bills if they get, to that, if they get that far.
3: Yeah, it feels like some other teams in the AFC two kind of finding their stride. Cincinnati looking good the last couple of weeks. Sam Monson of Pro Football Focus. He's the lead NFL analyst at Pro Football Focus. We love having him on the show. Go check out the PFF NFL pod. Follow him on Twitter at PFF underscore Sam. We always appreciate the time. Thanks, Sam.
1: Anytime. Take it easy, guys.